Thanks for joining us today. I'm Rob Parker, lead pastor at The Plant Church. Our vision is to know Christ and make him known. If you are interested in getting connected or if we can help you in any way, email us at info at theplantchurch.org. back roads or you're, you're spread out, I invite you to come a little bit closer. There's so much room up front, and we have a nice small group tonight. We have the right size. Okay. Yes, thank you. Uh, thank you, Pedro, for that introduction. Uh, myself and Joe Chinisi, we did work on the, the big life-size cross. I don't know if you had that up at any point. We had that together. So... Yes, my name is Joe Florio, and I'm from the, uh, you know, I'm your brother in, in Mawa at the Plant Church. So greetings from the Church of Mawa to the Church of West Milford. And it is an honor and privilege to be here. Uh, I, I've been in this space as part of the very first uh, transition team for this church, uh, pre-renovation in the very, very early days. And it's, uh, yeah, it's always uh, really special coming back here. And uh, so uh, we're, and to come back into the sermon series, it's really an interesting uh, sermon series uh, to look at the Psalms, and, and you've been uh, looking at the Psalms there. And uh, this has been uh, an interesting time for us. We've been uh, dealing with so much. Uh, and it's so nice to look at the Psalms. You've, you've looked at the Psalm 120 for direction. And then we've heard about peace for the journey, and then grace for the journey. And today we're going to be looking at uh, a testimony for, this, uh, for the journey. We're going to be diving in to Psalm 124. And Psalm 124 is a reflection, looking back at uh, the Israelites, right? As they're uh, doing their long journey, they're uh, walking uphill, they're ascending to Jerusalem, their long, hot journey, and they're reflecting about who they are, who their God is, and, and uh, so where are we now? Uh, you know, uh, in this season of turmoil, right, uh, we're going from transition of last year with COVID and lockdowns and curfews even, be home by like 8 or 10 o'clock. Uh, we went that from that, now we're transitioning back into some sort of normalcy. Uh, some of us are back at our, our jobs, at our workplaces. Some are still working remotely at home. Uh, there's, there's a lot going on. Uh, and Andrew had a good summation uh, for our current plight. I took some notes when we were talking uh, uh, a couple weeks back. And uh, what I took note of is we're in a season of disorientation, a time of chaos and confusion. Everything normal has been thrown out the window. Right? Does that kind of sum it up? And, and where are we now? We're journeying through COVID and, and current events. Uh, children will be going back to school in a, in a couple of weeks in person, uh, wearing masks, it looks like. Uh, we're also dealing with global unrest. Uh, we've all heard, uh, heard and seen about the, uh, in Haiti, the earthquake and the, and the destruction and the, the death toll. Uh, if you've been keeping up with the news in, uh, in Central Europe, uh, there's... You know, Armenia has been under attack with invasion, and I was speaking with someone who keeps really close tabs on the, the plight of Armenia, and, and she said there's been a whole generation lost of 18, 19, and 20-year-olds lost uh, fighting for their homeland. 
uh, fighting to preserve their family, their culture, their, their heritage. Uh, and uh, of course, we have uh, the news this week in Afghanistan. Uh, as we worship in this beautiful space, there are missionaries in Afghanistan uh, fearing uh, for their future, fearing for their lives. There are pastors right now in Afghanistan uh, fearing, uh, you know, for what the future has next. And uh, there are even, uh, of any religion, Afghan nationals who cooperated and worked for the U.S. government, and they are uh, now worried that uh, all these groups, uh, women involved in education, all these groups are are wondering and, and what is happening next. Uh, are, are we going to be tracked down, hunted down? These are real fears, real persecutions going on in the church around us by our brothers and sisters. Right now, as, as we speak right now, they are dealing with this and, and how they are going to get through this. Uh, so how about we uh, pray for them? Because... Uh, as Pedro was saying, we could have been at home alone, and we could have worshipped at home alone. We could have prayed at home alone. We could have even sang uh, with, at the top of our lungs at home, probably with more confidence or maybe, uh, although I heard some amazing singing here today. Uh, but why did we, what's the beauty of coming together? Uh, the beauty of coming together at the heart of the kingdom of God is community. Uh, there is no community without coming together. There is no I or me uh, it's, it's the community of God, the kingdom of God is based on broken people coming together, healing together, praising God together, worshiping together, praying together, singing together, uh, worshiping together. That is community. You cannot have a kingdom of God with individuals. So it's so beautiful that we're here together. And we have our brothers and sisters uh, across the globe, you name it. Even if you want to look at Nigeria, there are Christians that are being killed and churches being burned in Nigeria. I mean, it's endless. And for the first time in my life, I have an awareness for this. It wasn't very long ago, just like months ago, I would read some of this in a magazine and flip the page. I would see this on the uh, six o'clock news. I would click the channel. It wouldn't phase me. And a couple of months back, I've been pressing in. Uh, I was thinking about how I want, like, wow, the, the power of of the living God to, when I pray, to heal, uh, to cast out demons, uh, to speak with authority. And what was speaking back to me was, first seek the heart of Jesus. And that's what I really needed, is the heart of Jesus, the empathy that Jesus had. Uh, no secret why Jesus was uh, in a rhythm of going up to that mountain, communing with God, recharging. Uh, because Jesus had eyes to see the weight of the world. Jesus, when he was in a crowd, he had eyes to see a broken woman at a well or someone crippled at, at a pool. Uh, he had eyes for brokenness, which I had not had. And, and now, I think with this COVID, there's a, a mass awakening globally, uh, which is good because that's at the heart of revival, right? We have to see where we were and say, is this where we want to be? No, I want something different. I want something more. I want radical change with me, within my family, within my church, within my community, within my world, within everyone. And so uh, let's pray for our brothers and sisters uh, around the globe. They, they need our prayers. They're depending on our prayers. We are all related. We have the same Heavenly Father that created you and me 
or have created them. No matter what their religion, we have the same creator, Father. Uh, so we come to you, creator, Father, Daddy, Abba, Father, Daddy. Uh, and we thank you that we can join together. Uh, we can worship you. Uh, and Father, thank you for opened eyes to hear the cries of our brothers and sisters across the globe. Oh, bring healing uh, to our brothers and sisters in Haiti who are mourning the loss, who are rebuilding. Uh, have mercy on those in, in Nigeria uh, with churches burnt. Uh, show them how to uh, worship you uh, without, a, without a physical structure. Uh, for those in Armenia, oh, for mothers mourning and wailing, uh, the loss of their sons and daughters. Oh, bring comfort, Holy Spirit, to them. Oh, Father, for those in Afghanistan, all of Afghanistan, oh, erase, erase any and all fear. Holy Spirit, right now, because of the, this prayer uh, and the collective prayers of the world, let your Holy Spirit fall upon every nation. Uh, I was told uh, just this... Uh, uh, just last night that there are believers in every province of Afghanistan. Father, uh, let them feel your presence. Let everyone in Afghanistan feel the presence of God. Let that bring peace that defies understanding. Uh, protection, bring protection. Uh, bless them, Father. Those who are looking to uh, exit, give, light them a path, Jesus. Guide them, Holy Spirit, to safety outside the country. Those who are saying, no, I'm staying. My congregation is here. I'm not leaving. Protect them, Father. Protect their families. Uh, for anyone, uh, everyone there, blessings and protection. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm. So thank you for, for taking the time out. Uh, our brothers and sisters are worth breaking from our, our rhythms and, and you know, interceding for them. Uh, so that's where we are. We're journeying through COVID and current events. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. How could I forget? I mean, it, the weight of the world was really pouring on me this week. I don't know about you, but it was with, uh, like, I prayed for empathy, and I, I got my wish. And uh, a further pile, like, uh, I, I work bi, bi-vocationally, so I, I do ministry, uh, and I, I, I lead groups at the plant, and occasionally I, I do sermons. But I also have a 40-hour-a-week kind of secular job, so I run them side by side. Uh, and, but uh, part of the ministries that I do uh, is, is with uh, Native Americans in Montana. And on this Indian reservation in Montana, this summer they've been experiencing excessive heat, and they've been experiencing drought. Uh, this is all beyond covid uh, drought, bona fide drought, uh, where, uh, and they have a lot of cattle on the land too, so they, they need that prairie land for, for grazing. And then they've had locusts, huge swarms of locusts, so this is like biblical plagues, uh, locusts even, and now this very week they've had wildfires that uh, came from the mountains and progressed into their town and burning houses, and the photos they put up on Facebook was a dark night and above the ridge lit up all red, the whole sky red in the dark of night, and, and houses had burnt down. So these are the things going on in the world, and, and we thank you, Father, for the unity that came out of it, how people on the reservation came together and worked together uh, to combat that fire. 
So after a week like this, it feels like the whole world is closing in around us. Uh, that's what it seemed for me. Uh, so, so we are, and the world are going through tough times collectively. Uh, and, and as we look into Psalm 124, it's about recalling really tough times. So, and, 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 as we, and I'll read the psalm now, and we'll see just about how tough the times were for the Israelites. So we should have that uh, psalm up there. Ah. What if the Lord had not been on our side? Let all Israel repeat. What if the Lord had not been on our side when the people attacked us? They would have swallowed us alive in their burning anger. The waters would have engulfed us. A torrent would have overwhelmed us. Yes, the raging waters of their fury would have overwhelmed our very lives. Praise the Lord who did not let their teeth tear us apart. We escaped like a bird from a hunter's trap. The trap is broken, and we are set free. Our help is from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Uh, so that's some of the things they've been dealing with. Uh, before I go, go any further, let me just remind everyone, because we get into our, our, our habits of, of, of certain things, and remind you that psalms are songs, and... It's, and so, uh, psalms were written to be sung, and they were written to be sung uh, in groups. So, so we'll just put that out there, that this is a song. Like, normally we won't read a song. Uh, we, we'll sing a song, but, but just now I read this. Uh, and this was a traditional song for them when they were traveling. Uh, you know, we have certain songs for certain reasons, certain rhythms. So we know, like, uh, on birthdays, we have our traditional birthday songs, of course, like, How Old Are You Now?, uh, and for he's a jolly good fellow, and of course, happy birthday. Or Christmas, of course, for that rhythm, we have Christmas songs. So when it's traveling time, they have the, song, the Psalms of Ascent, uh, something to pass the time as they're traveling. Uh, and I was reflecting in our culture, what traveling song do we have? And I was really thinking, I had to think hard. And the only thing I can come up with, with was, uh, and I was 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's not for like a laugh line or anything, but it's true. It's like, that's the only thing. And it, what a cool song it was, because when was it sung? It was when you're on a long field trip bus, a hot bus, right? Packed with kids on a long, hot bus ride, monotonous, or you're on a family vacation with your brothers and sisters, or a friend came with you on your family vacation. And anything longer than 45 minutes, like, are we there yet? And then someone on the school bus starts 99 bottles of beer on the wall. And what does that do? It takes that maddening boredom, that unhappiness, that like, I just can't stand being in, this, in my skin on this bus. No, and then that 99 bottles of beer on the wall comes, it just breaks the monotony. Everyone joins in like roaring and singing and belting it out, uh, just like a psalm should be sung, belting it out. And uh, the more the bus driver would plug the, his or her ears, the louder you would sing it. And, and it unified the whole bus. It brought unity, community, and it just blew away all, those, all, the, all that pain of sitting there. So that's what we have. Uh, Psalm 124 has much more richness to it. It has a history to it. It actually is based on a historical event, and the Israelites are recalling that, restore, uh, that historical event. And that's their testimony. Uh, it's a time when they've had all these things happening, uh, cornering them, 
stalking them, and, and they were rescued by God. Uh, such a song like Psalm 24 uh, could be uh, like a celebration march, right? Uh, what if the Lord had not been on our side? Like a celebration march, a victory march, right? Because they were victorious. They were rescued. Uh, the psalm also could have been sung uh, when the Israelites were facing a, a tough time, like we are now, like, and they're really, they feel the world pressing in and the weight of the world on them, and kind of like talking yourself into faith, like, okay, remember when, you know, we were, you know, uh, the waters were about to engulf us and the teeth of, uh, of uh, you know, of the, the predator was on us and uh, we were trapped Oh, and, we, and we got through that, so we can get through this. We can get through this. God showed up before he could show up now. We can get through this. And, and that's how this psalm is. It's, it's a psalm of real extremes of boasting in the Lord or, and when we're really low to, to lift us up and remind us to recall and reflect. So let's look at some of the, the pictures. Uh, if we could advance to uh, some of the pictures that we have here. Uh, so we have... Uh, we would have been swallowed alive in the burning anger. Uh, the waters would have engulfed us. A torrent would have overwhelmed us. So that's what it is to be like engulfed uh, in a flood. Like the, the floods are so powerful. Like you'd see like uh, drowning victims with every stitch of clothing, even their tied sneakers stripped off of them uh, because of the power of a flood and just being swallowed up by a raging flood. Talk about being powerless uh, and... and uh, your life just hanging by a thread is, is by water. Uh, anyone in a pool over their head and, uh, and, and pretty tired knows like the power of water around you. Uh, then we have, so there's a lot of water imagery here. Uh, the waters would have engulfed us. They would have overwhelmed us. The raging waters of their fury would have overwhelmed our very lives. Uh, and then they start talking about uh, who's, who did not let their teeth tear us apart. And we're not talking about like molars chewing on cereal. These are the type of teeth we're talking about. Like this is like a fox. The, the teeth of a predator, the canines, the incisors that, that rip and tear fret flesh and devour victims. Uh, the other imagery was uh, we would have been like a, uh, a predator, like, you know, in their mouth, like certain death, like that predator has us, like it's got us in, our, it's in the teeth of their mouth. That's the, the language of this psalm. And then lastly, which is really interesting, is uh, it, we escaped like a bird from a hunter's trap. So a snare is the hunter's trap, and it's set up so when, and there's a loop and some bait, maybe bird seed or something, and when the bird comes down and the leg gets, the, the snap, get the, the, the loop gets closed, and that bird does not escape. Uh, and you see in the picture, the bird is lying still, and like it all clicked with me because three weeks ago I was walking at the Rampo Reservation and uh, walking along a path, and ahead I saw actually a robin because I, I was looking at the path very closely for snakes actually, so I was really attuned to what was going on. And I see a robin way up ahead, and I'm, I'm coming closer. I was like, oh, the robin's still there. It's just sitting quietly. And I'm getting closer. I go, hmm, he's not taking off. I go, this maybe it was tame. I go, I'm going to see how close I can get to this robin. So I'm walking close, and then as I was like, and then I saw it uh, was ensnared in fishing line. And it was staying real still the whole time as I was approaching because it didn't want to call any attention to its helplessness. It didn't want, if it thrashed around, 
24 hours a day, uh, a fox would have seen it at night, or certainly a hawk during day would have seen this un unnatural activity, this, this panic. So the, the bird stood still, and it only started to move when I was getting real close to, like, to free it, and then it started because it saw like that it's me as a predator with my teeth coming at it. Uh, but it was staying still, and it was staying peaceful, and it was trying to be as invisible as it possibly could. Mm. So the, uh, the Israelites were, were helpless, like an ensnared bird, right? Uh, the imagery I see here is uh, hmm, they were set up for certain capture and death, right? Uh, but they did not get swallowed them by the, by, the, by the encroaching enemies. They were set free. They were saved. The imagery of this psalm is like with floodwaters. And uh, I'm picturing the the historical account being the exodus at the, at the Red Sea. The Israelites are fleeing from Pharaoh. They're trapped at the edge of the Red Sea, mountains to their side, and the Pharaoh's chariots bearing down upon them. Uh, and, and remember, the Israelites were trapped like that. And so this is like their testimony in a, re in a recap. Trapped by the Red Sea, certain death with the chariots upon them. Then God intervenes. And, and their reaction was, was kind of fear-based. Uh, they had fear. And then that fear turned to uh, kind of like anger and even sarcasm. Were there not enough graves in Egypt that we were led here to die? You know, like if you're driving in a car on the highway and, and a tractor trailer cuts you off, you have fear. Like, ooh, like, I'm going I'm to get hurt. So you have that fear, and then that fear then switches to anger. Like, bam! Like, what did you, you almost killed me. Bam! And then you might pull off and... Just get out of the, the truck's way because the first is the fear, and then it's that, what do you do with that fear? It's, it's, ang it's anger or anxiety or whatever. And, and that's what the Israelites were. Like, were there not enough graves that you led us here to die? And this is Moses' response in Ex Exodus 14, if we can go to that slide there. Uh, but Moses told the people, do not be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Moses' directions to the Israelites when death, like, it was certain death. Like They didn't know how God was going to show up. They, certainly the Red Sea parting in front of them was not in their mind space to absorb that. They saw certain death and Moses was saying, be calm, stay still. Just like we saw in that ensnared bird, like, like I was approaching, it was staying still. Uh, God will show up. Uh, you, you may not know how God will show up, but most think God will show up. Uh, so that's their, that's their testimony, that they're singing, praising, right? Wouldn't you like belt that out with joy and boastfulness and, and praise to the Lord? Like their, their people, their ancestors, they would not be alive if they were all slaughtered at the banks of that sea. God showed up in a miraculous way. Mm. That's the testimony that they, they cling to in, in, in really tough times. And it's, uh, I w it had me recount on some of my testimonies. Uh, early in my Christian walk, when I, uh, Margie and I became like born-again believers, when I was reading the Bible from Genesis, page one, for the very first time, because uh, I grew up in the Catholic faith, and I'm reading in Genesis, wow, like, wow, this is amazing. Like, wow, it's like, I never knew this. I never knew that. 
And then I began to like question things. It's like, God, like how real are you? Like I was never taught this. And uh, if you're real, I want to know you. And this is the actual conversation I have. And if you're not, I don't want to waste my time. I was very like frank. I said, here's what we're going to do. Like the stuff I'm reading is so amazing. I'm going to keep, I'm going to start to follow everything you say here and we'll see how real you are. And we, uh, in prayer, we were led to, we were led, we prayed for like nine months as we continued to read the Bible, and we went to a, uh, a Christian Reformed church. And as we're brand new believers there, they had an initiative there, pray for a neighbor for 30 days. So we picked our next door neighbors. They were a similar age to us, uh, and uh, they were always a little... Uh, I admired them. They, uh, they were outgoing where Margie and I were shy. Uh, they uh, had great jobs where I was struggling at my job. Uh, they were going out to dinner literally four times a week, and I would think, how can anyone afford to go out to dinner four times a week? Uh, they were Jewish. We were, you know, brand new believers. And uh, in this 30 days, we prayed for them. And Margie and I, being brand new believers, we were very clunky with our prayers. But we prayed for them every night before we went to sleep. And, and in our... our uh, bedroom before going to sleep even we would hold hands and it was so awkward it's like I'm holding hands with my wife praying it was such an awkward experience uh, now it's so natural but that's the the baby step walk we were on and, and for some reason and I know the reason now we prayed so fervently for them as if we had a uh, a sick child with cancer we like really prayed hard for this family and wishing them that they would have uh, health and prosperity, and, the, and they would above all become, uh, grow closer to Jesus. And we prayed that every night for 30 days. And this is my testimony. A, a week after that happened, I'm sitting on my front porch. It was springtime, beautiful morning. And this neighbor uh, drove by our house. And you got the polite neighbor, neighborly wave at 25 miles an hour or whatever. Then she uh, puts on the brakes, backs up 15 feet, rolls down the window, and says... Hey, Joe. And I was like, hi. He's like, can you tell me about Jesus? And I was like, yeah, like, what's going on? He's like, well, I, I saw a documentary the other night on TV, and I have some questions. And right then, it just hit me, like, completely, like, God, you are so real. Like, that has never happened to me before like that. And, and this is the one family that we've prayed for fervently, and no one else in my entire, I was in my mid-30s, no, for 33 years, no one has ever rolled down, the person I prayed to rolled down their window and said that, and it was such uh, uh, an, affirm, an affirmment, and it was such a blessing to get that so early in my walk, and it, it helped me to press into a lot of things. The reason I press into head first and dive into things is because of that experience I had, because I knew, and in that season, of uh, learning about God and opening myself up to uh, our Savior. I was sharing things with God that only he knew, but I would see unfolding through my daily walk, like answers to those prayers that only he knew about. And I was seeing like direct answers just like that. Uh, and that was 25 years ago. And just two and a half years ago, the, you know, the testimonies continue. It's, uh, uh, I left my... Uh, my, my career, my secular job, and I said, uh, I'm going to seminary. I want to devote my life to, to ministry. So I left my, my big, high, worldly paying job with a company car and everything, and I became a student again. And it was so much fun. Uh, it was like Rodney Dangerfield and back to school. It was, uh, I 
got a job in school, a student job in the admissions department, getting part-time job, getting student entry wages. So my, our, our income, our family income went from literally from like up here and then it went down, down to here. And the cool thing was that we were happy. We were never more happy than when I was totally focused with working on my relationship with God, with aligning with God, with learning about him and pouring myself in my, all my focus and all the stuff I had to say no to, which was even like going out to dinner or vacation times. I go, oh, I have to read this book. I have to write this uh, report. Or, and, just, we were, I, and I never did mind doing all that schoolwork. I loved it. And the joy we had in our household uh, was amazing, uh, that we didn't mind being poor. Like for those two and a half years, I didn't buy a stitch of clothing. I didn't buy any shirts, no, no socks, no underwear, no shoes. And it was so cool after the two and a half years, all the holes I had in my shoes uh, that uh, in puddles, my feet would get soaking wet. And today I'm wearing nice new shoes, and they're so comfortable. But uh, in, the, in those two and a half years, we didn't mind not having money. I mean, we always got by. God always provided. We did dip into savings, but we were fine. We were able to eat all the you know, organic food we wanted, uh, and nothing bad happened to us. But the harmony and the joy in our household, it, the, the, the amount of money, the digits in our bank account, it didn't matter. It be, it, I learned something that that was irrelevant, that God shows up irrespective of bank accounts, because for the longest time, my comfort would come from, oh, if I can get to this amount of savings in my bank account, and God just blew that away, like, your income's going to go to, like, a student wage, and not only that, you're going to pay tuition, and uh, so that, that's, like, a, a more recent testimony, uh, and, and really think uh, about what's your testimony, like, God's been working in our lives. Think about, as Andrew, as he was playing earlier, like, what is, what is our testimony when the world is closing in on you and God, and God has rescued you in the past? Like, when does that happen? Like, in the psalm here, uh, waves were crashing in, the predator with their teeth ready to, to pounce, you're, you, and we're trapped. Like, there's nowhere to go. We're trapped. Uh, when did God show up for you? Mm. Uh, and if you don't have, uh, and really think, because there are no coincidences in our lives, Right? Uh, so often, prayers are answered, like we'll pray so fervently and, and we'll get an answer to our prayer and then we'll just continue on like normal. Like, and and we, we forget, it's like, oh, we just didn't, didn't you just pray for like three weeks? Didn't you ask people to answer that prayer? And, and wasn't it answered? And like, so answered prayer is like a cause for celebration. It's a cause for remembering. It's actually a cause to pass down and share with family and, and children and grandchildren. Like, for, for you to pray and have God answer a prayer is an amazing thing. Uh, and when we follow God's way of doing life, uh, you know, amazing things happen. So if you don't have a testimony, I encourage you to press into creating your own testimony. And as, as you read... Bible scriptures, and we read our Bible scriptures, there's so many things that Jesus is counseling on, and God is, you know, uh, be still and know that I am in God, or uh, vengeance is mine, love your neighbor as yourself, uh, you know, generosity or forgiveness. These are not disjointed suggestions. Uh, there's, a, there's a purpose for all these things, and the singular purpose is to bring us into alignment 
with the living God, to bring us into alignment, to doing life the way God does his kingdom life, is to bring us into harmony uh, with Jesus. Jesus is our teacher. As good students, we want to take note of our teacher and, and follow how the teacher does it, follow how our teacher solves the problems. And the Apostle Paul calls us actually to become imitators of Christ. Uh, and, and that's what it's all about, like following so well that eventually that we are imitating Christ and we're in total harmony with God. And, and that's when so many miracles and beautiful things are, are we just open ourselves up to, to, to happen like that. Mm. So we're going through tough times, and, and things may get tougher. I, I pray they do not get tougher. But if they do, I want you to, all of you, each and every one of you, to have your own testimony. And if you have them, great, hold on to them, uh, share them. If working on them, great, press into diving into them. In the meantime, as you're working on your testimony, uh, feel free to borrow from, from others. Uh, I'm sure you've heard so many testimonies going on in here from Andrew or Pedro or Becky or, or Mitch. Or say in your Bible study, uh, you've heard a testimony from your Bible buddy. You can draw on those. And if not, draw on from the Psalms. Uh, uh, Psalm 124, when the whole world, everything was so hopeless. They were trapped like that bird just with a rope around it. And the predator is there like its teeth ready to pounce on them. Those teeth were probably uh, the metaphor for the spears and the swords of Pharaoh's uh, soldiers. Those were the teeth coming at them. They were trapped on that, that noose of the snare. Uh, so, so borrow from, from someone else. Uh, and, mm, and really dive in, like, to have radical, have radical change. Uh, I think... Uh, like, we start off with the psalm, like, psalms aren't, weren't meant to be read. They were meant to be sung. And, you know, put yourself out there. You know, explore some of these things God is asking you to do, if it's dealing with forgiveness or pride issues. Uh, and, and be vulnerable. And uh, I'm going to sing uh, a little bit of Psalm 124. Kind of like in the fashion of the uh, 99 bottles of beer on the wall with the, with the little gusto. Uh, let's see. Uh, what if the Lord had not been on our side? Let all Israel repeat. What if the Lord had not been on our side? Let all Israel repeat. What if the Lord had not been in our side? Let all Israel repeat. That's what the, how the psalm was meant to be, you know, these are all to be done. Uh, would you like to uh, join me in singing those two verses? How about we stand up? And... Uh, because we're looking for re revival, right? And revival is a radical change. Uh, and uh, getting in tune with the kingdom of God. And uh, how about we have, uh, with this side, we'll sing, uh, uh, What if the world, uh, Lord had not been on our side? And then this side can do, uh, Let all Israel repeat. So, uh, so you, you could shout out and point to them and let them know that they have to repeat it. So we'll start off on this side. So just, just we heard some good singing earlier. So uh, 
Psalms are meant to be sung. Like, it'd be really silly if I stood up here and read, like, happy birthday or something. Uh, and, and, and you know what? It doesn't matter that I'm a horrible singer. It doesn't matter that I have zero musical, musical talent. Because any parent knows that when you go to a, a music recital or a dance recital and you're looking at your three-year-old niece or daughter or, or your son doing something, playing the piano, and it's really, honestly, not that good. It could be, you know, they're not like concert pianists or something. But... Even in the missed notes, in the missed keys, you delight as a parent because that's your creation. That's your blood. And they're, and they're shining and they're putting themselves out there in front of all the people. And you have nothing but delight and joy watching your creation be themselves, pressing into what you created them to do. So, so in that childlike faith, that childlike knowing our identity, we are children and, and God is our, our daddy. Uh, let's, uh, we could, let's sing a psalm to our, to our daddy. Mm. All right, so we'll start off with this side. What if the Lord had not been in our side? Let all Israel repeat. What if the Lord had not been in our side? When the people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive. In their burning anger, the waters would have engulfed us. A torrent would have overwhelmed us. Yes, the raging waters of their fury would have overwhelmed our very lives. Praise the Lord, who did not let their teeth tear us apart. We escaped like a bird from the hunter's trap. The trap is broken. We are free. Our help is from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. So... Praise God. Glory to you, Father. So to have revival, yeah, that's, that's the seeds of revival. Uh, vulnerability. Like, Daddy, like, it's not about me. My, if I, it's not about me looking silly. Uh, it's not about my musical talent. It's about glorifying you. It's about loving our neighbors, loving brokenness and restoring. Jesus came only to restore and heal. So that's what brings about revival. So, yeah, dive in, dive in. And uh, so for your, for your testimonies, yeah, yeah it's uh, solidify your giftings. Really take stock on what God's done to you. Like get notepads, like get an index card and, and think about like, all right, I had this really tough time and I prayed my heart out. I asked even people to pray and it got answered. Like think about that. Write it down. Put it on your bathroom mirror. Put it on the console of your car right where you shift. Uh, tape a little bit on a little tiny post-it note. Uh, on your on your back of your cell phone and put some nice packing tape so it'll stay there for like six months, and and why is that important? You know, okay, I'm, I'm doing a, I'm getting a testimony, I'm writing it down, but but why? The practicality is, uh, just this week on our living room couch, uh, I'm, I was saying I work bivocationally and I was saying about the struggles of my job, how uh, yeah, you could all sit, please. Uh, that, you know, I, I really want to be doing ministry. And Marjorie was like, you know, even if you were to lose your job or quit your job today, she goes, we'd be fine. I know we'd be fine. I know God would uh, take care of us. And I said, exactly. Like, remember when I went to ATS and for two and a half years I didn't work? And she goes, I know, I know. And what peace that gave me that, like, my boss doesn't have a hold on me. My bank account doesn't have a hold on us. Because I know for a fact I voluntarily left and went into debt paying tuition and we were fine we were joyful we like 
I wish I could go back to that. We, we were so happy. Uh, so my, my boss doesn't have a hold on me. Like A lot of things don't have a hold on me because I know who I am. I am a child of God, and, and I know how great our God is. And our daddy will not leave us or forsake us. Jesus came to restore us, and, and Jesus is the bride of the church. Uh, we are his brothers and sisters because we follow, right? We're being good students, and we're following actually what he says. Those are my brothers and sisters who follow me. Uh, and that's why it's important. So when you're having your tough times on your living room couch, having real conversations with your family members about the world coming in and pressing in around you, because they remember that time, uh, that what, and this is what, how, we, how we were really concerned and shaken up, and God restored us. Uh, so in the madness of our current events, go and claim a testimony. Uh, and with that testimony, as Psalm 124 reminds us, the trap is broken, and we are set free. Our help is from the Lord. What if the Lord had not been on our side? Reflect on that. Reflect on that. Go and be blessed. It was great having you with us today. We do hope that this sermon inspired you to know Christ and make him known. For more sermons and resources, please visit us at theplantchurch.org.